This program is made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries. My name is Denise Renner, and I want to welcome you to my program. I'm so excited to be with you today and talk about our great salvation. Yesterday, we talked about that it wasn't our idea and that we were given a deposit, a guarantee, a down payment on the inside, and that was the Holy Spirit. Oh, that was so exciting. Just go back and watch that again. If you just need to be encouraged and strengthened about maybe a loved one going to heaven because, because we need to be that, have that comfort that the Holy Spirit, if that loved one knew Jesus, he had or she had just enough of the Holy Spirit for the guarantee, for the down payment that when they left their body, they were present with the Lord. Isn't that so encouraging? Well, if you have any prayer needs, please let us know how we can pray for you. We are, I'm hearing about the prayers that are being prayed and the answers that are coming, and they're amazing because we believe. The Bible says, if two or more touching anything and you agree together, it will be done by my Father which is in heaven. And that's why we're there to pray with you, to agree with you before the Lord that these things will be done. It's our privilege to pray with you. And if God's doing anything special in your life through these programs, please let us know because it is so encouraging to know that God is moving in your life. Well, today I'm talking again about our great salvation because it says in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 3 that we received not a little salvation, not an okay salvation, but a great salvation. Your salvation is great. And that's what I'm talking to you about. And today I want to talk to you about the gift of righteousness. Oh, this is so wonderful. You know, many years ago, many, many years ago, I, I was saved. I knew Jesus, but I was, I just felt so condemned all the time. Like, Yes, I know the Bible says that he loves me. I, I, I heard that. I read that when I was five years old. But does he accept me? Does, does he accept me? And I didn't know that I was righteous, not because of what I did, but because of what he did. That I was accepted, not because of what I did, but because of what he did. And that's what I want to open up to you today. So I want you to turn with me in Romans chapter 3. And it starts in verse 21. And it says, But now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. 
even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe for there is no difference for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So this righteousness that's being revealed, it's not our idea. Again, it's God's idea and it comes through faith in Jesus to just some, no, to all and on all who believe for there's no difference. And then our condition, how badly we need to be saved, listen to this, for all, every man, every woman, every boy, every girl has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we're all in this terrible situation that if we don't have a savior, then we have fallen short of God's idea, of God's way into heaven. And But he came, we believed on him, and faith in him gave us the right to go into heaven. And it says that everybody was in this situation. Everybody had fallen short of the glory of God. But then it says that we were justified. Look at verse 24. It says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So being justified is just as if you never sinned. Now, I know that that is amazing to think about that, but that is absolutely the truth. And I just wanted to give you a little illustration from my own life. Uh, many, many years ago, um, I was like 17 years old and uh, I was just learning to drive. I mean, I had my driver's license and I was driving, but you know, I could actually make a mistake from time to time. And at one time I made a wrong turn. Well, all of a sudden, I saw those flashing red lights behind me, and I thought to myself, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. I've been caught. Have you ever had that sinking feeling in your stomach? Uh-oh, I've been caught. Well, I was caught, and I was in trouble, and I knew that this policeman was going to pull me over. Well, I'm just 17 years old. I immediately started crying. I was so scared. And this policeman, he, even though I'm crying, you know, he's, so, he's like, I'm sorry that this happened to you, but I've got to write out a ticket for you. And you've got to go to court and you've got to plead guilty and you've got to pay your fine. Well, that's how they did it in those days. So now... I have, I have my ticket, I've got my court date, and I've got to appear before the judge. Well, I walked into that courtroom, and I am telling you, I remember the feeling I had when I just walked into the courtroom. Immediately, I felt guilty. Immediately, I felt judged. Immediately, I felt I've done wrong. And there in front of me stood this judge, and he had the right to sentence me or to say, or to say, you're free. Well, I, uh, I was very intimidated by that uh, whole scene. But 
He spoke to me. I said I was guilty. I paid my fine. And uh, the case was let go. It was the first time in my life that I really had a sense of judgment. Maybe you've had a sense of judgment before. Maybe, maybe you did something wrong and you were caught just like that. Maybe you lied and somebody said, you know what? That's not the truth. You told me yesterday this and now you're telling me this. I think you just lied to me. And you have that feeling. Maybe you want to lie again or maybe you want to defend yourself. But that feeling, oh no, I've been caught. And that was that feeling that I had. But let's just say that on that day that I stood there before that judge, let's just say that a kind person walked up and said, I know that Denise is guilty, but I will pay her fine. Put her debt on my record. I want her to be totally cleared. I want to pay her debt, and I want it on my account that she would be justified. Well, I know on a very small scale I've described to you, but that's exactly what Jesus did for the whole world. The Bible says that God loved the whole world that he gave his son. So it was for the whole world when he was on the cross that he took our sin, our guilt, our condemnation. He said, I'll pay your debt. I'll make it just as if you never sinned. It, it's amazing, I know. And we were justified by his grace through that payment that was through Jesus Christ. I just want to read to you out of another translation. It's verse 24 of Romans chapter 3. And it just gives us a deeper way of thinking about this. Yet through his powerful declaration of acquittal, God freely gives away his righteousness. His gift of love and favor now cascades over us all because Jesus, the anointed one, has liberated us from the guilt, punishment, and power of sin. Isn't that powerful? He declared you, he declared me, not guilty. He declared you, he declared me justified. Not because I did everything right. Not because you did everything right. But because of his perfection, he did everything right. And he took on all our imperfection, all of our guilt, all of our shame. And now look at verse 25. It says, Whom God set forth, so this is God doing this, as a propitiation, a way, a way out, by his blood, through faith, to demonstrate his righteousness. 
God wanted to demonstrate something through Christ Jesus, through the death of Christ Jesus. Because of his forbearance, God has passed over the sins that were previously committed. So before time, God passed over the sins. He just passed over them. But in the New Testament, he didn't pass over our sins. He became sin for us. And this was his idea to demonstrate his righteousness. Look at verse 26. To demonstrate. Here, here we go again that God is demonstrating something. To demonstrate at this present time his righteousness. That he might be just. See, he wanted to be just. If, if we killed, murdered, lied, cheated, uh, cussed, took God's name in vain, committed adultery, uh, all kinds of acts of sin. And God said, you know, they're really nice. I really love them. So I'm just going to let them go and I'm going to let them into my heaven. Then God would not be just. Someone had to pay for that sin. But it says right there that Jesus was the justifier. I'll read it again. Verse 26. To demonstrate at this present time his righteousness. That he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. This is so fantastic. He's the justifier. It, I just read to you that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us in some way have offended God. And we all need this justification. We all need what Jesus did. We all need this demonstration. And it was God's idea. It, it's as if we never sinned. You know, I remember that just when I, when I was doing, when I was having that experience of that driving and that standing before that judge, for me, I had to pay the penalty. I had to stand before the judge. I had to say I'm guilty. But what Jesus did for us, he said, Father, they can't pay their, they can't pay their debt. They can't pay this, this penalty. I'll pay that. I will pay it for them. I will make it just and I will be the justifier. So, so very powerful. What does this look like? I want to show you another verse. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. And this is talking about our righteousness because that's what we received when Jesus didn't just pass over our sin, but he became sin. He gave us his righteousness. Now, look at this verse. Verse 21 of chapter 5 of 2 Corinthians. For he made him, meaning Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin. Not just take our sin, to become sin. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. 
No, the Bible says that we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. That's in Isaiah chapter 53. And we did not want to look on him. Jesus was the spotless lamb. I mean, there he was. There, there he was, the spotless lamb. But little by little came our sickness. Little by little came our lying. Little by little came hate and anger and doubt and jealousy and envy and murder. Little by little, on this spotless lamb came all this sin and condemnation. And the Bible says that we could not even look on him. We had to turn our face from him because it was such a horrible sight. It even says that Jesus on the cross said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God could not look on his son because of the sin and the death and the condemnation that was on him. But through this death, this condemnation, him becoming sin, we became the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'll read it to you again. For he made him, Jesus, this is God, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. I want to read you some more verses about that crucifixion. In Isaiah 53, verse 10, it says, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief when you make his soul an offering for sin. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. It pleased the Lord to crush him. Look at verse 11. He shall see the labor of his soul. God saw the labor, the torment, the horror that was going on in Jesus. He saw the labor of his soul and be satisfied. He was satisfied. God was satisfied. He said, I'll pour it all on Jesus and I'll be satisfied because I'll make you righteous. I'll make you with right standing with me. I'll pay the penalty of all your sin and open the door to you for heaven, for eternity. Verse 11, it says, He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Jesus knew what he was doing. It was by his knowledge. He knew that he was bearing your sin, that he was bearing my sin, that he was bearing my guilt, my condemnation, 
the punishment of hell for me, that he was bearing that because he poured out his soul unto death and he was numbered with transgressors and he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. One commentator said, such a sacrifice on the part of God showed his divine perfection, justice, mercy, and boundless generosity. Is that amazing? Is that amazing how much he loves you? He loves you so much. He loves me so much that he would do that. Friend, this is our great salvation. His, this great redemption was not our idea. It was his, and it, it was his rescue plan for us from eternal judgment. It was his thought to give us his righteousness. We did not earn it. Well, on that day that I was studying Romans chapter 3, verses 21 through 26, <laughs> I finally believed that I was made righteous. You see, I condemned myself. If I was witnessing to somebody, I thought, you know, I'm pretty good. I, God is pleased with me. But in my normal living, I, I had such a sin consciousness that I was unpleasing to God. And that he really didn't accept me. But when I saw what I'm telling you right now, I received an amazing gift. I received a great part of our salvation. And I received the gift of righteousness. That I knew that I was accepted by him. If you're born again, the Spirit of God lives in you. I'm pronouncing to you right now that you are accepted by him. The Bible even says in Ephesians, it says that you are the accepted of the beloved. You are the accepted. Is that just fantastic? At that, un at that time, I understood that I was made righteous, that I was in right standing with God. And that truth is still amazing to me. I believe it and I receive it. That God who made the universe and came and died for me and came and died for you accepts me. He accepts you as righteous. When he looks at you, when he looks at your born again spirit, he sees the righteousness of God. He sees Jesus. He sees his very presence. You and I are accepted by him because of what he's done for us. How can we respond to such a great love? By loving him back. Surrendering to him and loving others. 
even those who are hard to love. He gives us by his grace and mercy power to love, to love them. This love that he's given us, it should compel us to live more forgiving, less judgmental, more giving, and less selfish. Friend, again, you didn't choose him. He chose you. He wanted you. And he wanted you and I to trust in the blood of his son and to give us this amazing gift of righteousness. I just want to pray with you. If you never heard this before, or maybe it just now you understood it, right now I'm going to pray with you. Father, we come to you right now in the powerful name of Jesus. And by faith in Jesus, in his blood, and what your word has just said to us, we receive our righteousness, that we have right standing with you. Not because of what we have done, but because of what you have done. We believe it. We receive it. Thank you, God, for this wonderful gift of righteousness that I stand holy and unblameable before you in your love and accepted by you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God's touched you in some way. Please let us know. Let us know how we can pray for you. It was my great honor, my great privilege to share these truths of the word of God with you today. And I look forward to the next time that we are together. And I'll see you next time. All of us want our relationships to grow and improve. For example, don't you want your marriage to be in better shape than it is right now? Even if things are going well, you probably see areas where it could be improved right? In this candid 16-part series, Denise Renner hilariously and compassionately reveals areas where all of us can do better in our relationships and especially in our marriages. Sometimes little changes make big differences. Titles in this series include, Help! My Mouth is Making Trouble for Me. Who is in control here? My Mouth or Me? I thought I was supposed to change it. Help me, Lord. I need to forgive. I thought I had already reached my forgiveness quota. Rick Renner says, this series is so awesome. Every person will laugh their way to transformation as Denise candidly addresses areas where we can all improve. This life-changing 16-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $25. We are also offering you Denise's companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? for just $15 with genuine warmth and candor. Denise recounts the journey of her own struggles in marriage and the unique insights she learned along the way to attaining emotional health and happiness. Your life will be enriched by biblical wisdom as Denise sheds light on your path to happily ever after and shows you right where to begin again if you've lost your way. Don't miss this special offer. The entire 16-part series, School of Cinderella, and the companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
This program was made possible by the giving of the God Call Partners of Renner Ministries.